again, it's like it's it's it's, it's we shouldn't really like pigeonhole it in like into one one thing. Um, mm. Like to say this, oh, okay, this is this is good art then, the one that both entertains and, and you know and um, educates. Um, it's difficult to you know to justify saying that. Um, yeah. There's a few things like that was running from my mind, and that one of the first things I thought of is um, um, uh, Ed, Edgar Wright talking about like he, like watching movies, mm. and he says that like, sometimes he'll watch a broccoli movie. What's a broccoli movie? That's a that's a movie that's good for you if you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, oh, so he didn't mean a Bond movie. Then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like, oh, you know, that's a that's a worthy movie. He knows, he knows it's yeah. um, you know, like, you know, like Scorsese. I think he was talking about a Scorsese film, Silence, I've not seen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a broccoli movie. We have to watch that because it's Scorsese. Yeah. So you know, yeah. um, um, but you know, there's other you know, people talk about popcorn movies, don't they? Mm. Mm. And popcorn experiences, but um, the other thing that went through my mind is um, I've I perhaps you much you know more about this than me. Um, in re, like researching this, um, always always first uh, wondered about Bertolt Brecht. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so apparently, with his um epic theater, the whole idea was to stop that what what you what you'd see as like kind of a um catharsis mm-hmm. you know, okay yeah, so yeah, yeah the hero wins uh you know everything everything comes up uh, everything um turns out right in the end and he is he talks about like it's like a challenge you mustn't forget that you're watching something and, and right. yet like you say you're kind of part of it, it it's you, you shouldn't be complacent and 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 uh i guess you know I've, I've only just looked at it briefly something i'd like mm. to investigate more but yes. yeah, so he's kind of he's prodding the audience, isn't he? Yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, if we're going to start, you know, talk a little bit about some of the some philosophers. I mean, that's interesting, is that the kind of whole catharsis thing? Because because I mean, in many ways, that's that represents the difference between Plato's understanding mm. of theatre and let's say Aristotle's understanding mm. of mm. theatre. I mean, Plato. Um, uh, and you know, when you think about it, it's quite obvious why. But Plato was not was not a fan mm. of theatre per se. Um, um, he was not happy with it. He said it basically. He said theatre is, uh, and you can see why. You know, theatre is 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 um, is a false representation. It's not the real thing. Mm. Um, and if you think about kind of Plato saying, well, you know, what is real is the ideal forms. In many respects, for Plato, theatre is is you're not just in the cave, but you've actually kind of you're you're not just in the cave anymore. You're in a you're in a hole somewhere in the cave, and somebody's describing the cave to you. Yeah. Um, it's that far removed. So I mean, he uses a kind of you know he said, well you know if, if you've got you know if you've got I don't know this sort of the the, the, the ideal form, and that's the real thing. Yeah. Um, and then that ideal form, so I don't know, like a like a bucket. Mm. And the ideal form of a bucket. Um, then you've got a real bucket, and it might be a builder's bucket, or it might be a bucket that you you know you use in the garden or whatever. And that's a specific instance of a bucket. Um, it's not the ideal because it has variance. It's 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 as we know, it's that mm. it's the shadow representation of the bucket um, mm. with extra things latched onto it because of its context. It, it deviates from the pure bucket, whatever that might be, and however you might engage with that philosophically. So you've got that. So we're looking at a bucket in the real world and go, well, this is a gardener's bucket. Uh, mm. And it's a bit like, you know, the ideal form is a bit like, you know, it's a bit like the ideal form, but the mm. ideal form is purer. 
uh, and, ha- and is, has more bucketness about it. Yeah. And he said, but then he says, the theatre um, is is a is a, a representation mm. of the gardener's bucket, and the gardener's bucket is already a representation of the ideal form. So the kind of the theatrical representation is a fiction mm. of something which is already a shadow <laughs> of that the mean- real thing. Does that mean then? So he's not a fan. Yeah, yeah I mean, if when we go to see like Shakespeare, Hamlet, and then mm. Hamlet, there's a there's a um, a play, mm. that's some next level inception. Oh, shit, that's some next level shit there. Yeah, <laughs> play within the play. Yeah, because you, you can get further and further away. So he doesn't like it. He says mm. it's kind of, and we get the word mime from Mimesis. Uh, Mimesis, Mimesis. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he's not a fan. Uh, I I mean, I think he's still he's still left room. He said, you know, okay, you know, he's, he's not totally closed minded. So if somebody can defend them, if somebody can defend it. Um, then I'll listen. But basically, it's just taking us further and further away from the light, further and further away from the ideal forms, rather than bringing us closer. Um, so, you know, uh, as far as he was concerned, certainly the kind of philosopher kings ought not to have anything to do with theatre um, because it will be distraction to them. It will confuse them about the nature of the world and, and distract them from the ideal forms. Um, so, you, again, you can see how that fits in, in a way, um, with, with Plato's understanding and this is something that kind of you know this is something that as you know clearly um overflows into into kind of western culture particularly into the christian west because mm. you know christianity um you know as we've mentioned before through the likes of aristotle uh, through the likes of augustine and so on assimilate platonic thought mm. and which is why to some extent you get a similar suspicion within christian europe um, of the theatre, that somehow the theatre is, if not, if not consciously duplicitous, mm. if it's not, if it's not actually kind of leading you astray by just giving you false representations of things, um, then it's a distraction. It's, mm. it, it's a trivial distraction from from higher things. You, know, you should to, be you know, doing other things. I have to give that some. Um, I was thinking about like um, defending that. Mm. But lots of people, um, especially now, I guess, kind of live in like a. You know, a fictionalized world. Mm. The, the whole, you know, you're watching t- television and watching films all the time, and you know, it, what is the real world then? You know, yeah. Perhaps that is, you know, there's a point there, isn't it? Stop mm. just dreaming about this. You know, this, these, yes. these, all these other worlds. What, what are you doing today? You know, <laughs> what is, uh, yeah. What, yeah. That's that should be. Um, that, that's worth defending, I think. Yeah, I think so. But as we were saying earlier on, I mean, increasingly as we engage with each other. Uh, digitally on screen, for example, as we're doing now, where we are communicating with each other, um, you know, still due to kind of lockdown lockdown rules and so on, we are communicating on screen. Mm. In some respects, we are we are we are involved in in a in a form of performance. We are presenting ourselves to each other mm. through this screen. I'm not seeing your entire context. I'm just seeing what you're giving me here. I'm hearing your com your comments on this particular topic. Mm. Um, a lot of people communicate, you know, if, if through social media, through Facebook and WhatsApp and so on. Uh, so, you know, are we saying, uh, you know, if we were taking Plato's view, are we saying that that is an illegitimate engagement, that you're, you know, by doing this, we have removed ourselves further and further from authentic human engagement mm. um, by doing this? Uh, or is is there an authenticity here? Am I still talking to Danny, or am I talking to a representative? I mean, it's like I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's like like you know, Rene Magritte's sort of you know, the treachery of the images, that famous you know, hmm. this is not a pipe, um, kind of thing. Well, no, it's not a pipe because it's a it's a painting of a pipe. Hmm. Um, and Plato would say, yeah, it's a painting of a pipe, 
and an actual pipe is just a shadow, you know, manifestation of the real pipe. So it's kind of three removed. Yeah. Um, but it still does it still participate in in some sort of pipiness? Am I, you know, is it still, I mean, it's, it's not a. F- you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay, well, I know it's not a pipe, um, but it's not a flower. You know, it's it's less a flower. It's less a tree than than it is a pipe. I mean, it's more a pipe than mm. it is almost anything else. Um, yeah, and I suppose we are. Yeah, we're living our existence, and um, it's not that we're any less authentic. We, we're having to do it this way, or mm. you know, we choose you know choose to do it this way. So, sorry, that's the mm. Sartre would say, wouldn't? It? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we choose to do it this way, and these are the tools that are available to us. What's less mm. authentic about it? You know, well, absolutely, and this is and and, and you know, as as you can imagine, I mean, Aristotle takes takes issue. With Plato on on this, and he talks about catharsis. And he says, you know, theatre is is a legitimate way. I mean, again, he wasn't he wasn't a you know he wasn't a huge lovey or anything. He wasn't absolutely kind of besotted with the theatre and all the rest of it. But he did want to say um, that there is value in it, there is that cathartic value in the theatre. It, it allows you to express, as with all of the arts, to express things, um, to explore feelings and emotions, to represent things in a variety of different ways to just kind of get these things out of your system. Um, and often, the more I thought about that, the more I was thinking, well, you know, if I'm engaging with you, for example, it's it's not a kind of, it's not a... Engaging with you is not like a kind of a... a it's not a sit-down meal. Mm. It's not kind of, I've got a plate in front of me, a plate of Danny... This is the whole meal here, and I will now consume the Danny. And Danny has kind of presented himself in totality to me here. I'm always only getting an aspect uh, of uh, you, because uh. in a, in a sense that's all. I, in, in a sense that's all we we need. Um, you know, we don't engage with everybody in their totality as much as we like to say, "Oh yeah, we've got to be real with each other." Uh. Um, we might want to be real with each other, but we don't have to be real in a to- in a, in a totalistic way. I mean, we are. We engage with the world. We engage with with people in a, in a variety of different ways. So maybe I'm just getting an aspect of you now, mm. and that's the aspect of you which is meaningful to me and meaningful to our relationship. So for Plato to turn around and say, you know, you're not getting the entire thing yeah. in this representation is a bit disingenuous because we don't give away the entire. Nothing gives away its entirety in any engagement, does it? Yeah, that you. I was thinking, yeah, you couldn't, could you? No, if, if you're awful. It, it, like, yeah, so we just you know we just meet up. Uh, we just call on the phone or whatever to arrange a meeting. Mm. Do I have to give you my entire being, you know, from start to finish? Really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it would, would be yeah it would be impossible, wouldn't it? It was like that. Ep- there was an episode of Red Dwarf. So you know, and again, it didn't take long before we started <laughs> referring to to film and theatre mm. uh, as as a way of ample, uh, you know, as a way of exploring an idea. But it was an episode of the the, the comedy sci fi series Red Dwarf, where um, where the the holographic character um, Rimmer, mm. who is being is basically kept is, is exists now as as a, as a computer program, but manifests himself as a hologram if anybody's not seen it. Um, and they wanted to they were they wanted to to replace his mind with a mind of somebody more intelligent to do a particularly difficult task or a particular mm-hmm. specialist and said, well, what's going to happen to me? Well, that's okay. You know, we will download your consciousness and keep it safe. Mm-hmm. So the totality of who you are will download and keep that safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when we're finished, 
um, with you know Professor So and So, um, who we're going to download into your into your holographic body, then we'll just reverse the process. He says, "Oh, okay then." So <laughs> they say, "Okay, uh, so transfer process uh, initiated," uh, and it was like a two second kind of you know, upload <laughs> bar, you know, data profile, you know, character profile downloaded and it was just on on a, on a kind of like a one meg usb stick or something <laughs> and then when they were uploading this other guy's thing it took like hours and it was sitting there coming back you know they cut away and they came back and and the bar was still kind of loading and it's kind of you know we don't we don't you know we don't do that we don't just download our entire selves into every engagement um not only not because it's not only because it's it's not appropriate because but i don't think we have i don't think we have a detailed directory of everything we are hmm. um you know it's not as if i've got okay i can i can kind of hunt through my entire directory of who and what i am uh, and i can decide which bits of me are appropriate it's not even that conscious hmm. um i'm not i'm not that self-aware so you you engage with somebody and it it just organically transpires what i feel i will give to you and what you feel you'll give to me and what that creates in terms of a relationship hmm. but i think plato just want somehow kind of sees us in a, in a in a much more clean in a in a much more clean cut kind of totalitarian totalistic mm-hmm. way um but i think you know as you'd imagine aristotle is much more kind of well it's it's a bit it's almost a bit kind of phenomenological it's kind of when you know you got you got to see things in the world how do things work in the world mm. how do people's relations work in the world maybe theater can give us an insight into that so yeah um, so like yeah. for i think like plato is um is um you know like a lot of the philosophers they're on the on this journey that we, eventually mm. we're going to get to so we have to yeah. keep pushing that keep pushing it whereas uh um aristotle was more like um that, that you know, you know the, one of the famous one is is it about being like friendship and mm. eating a certain amount of salt which means like you know, <laughs> yeah. which means yeah. like having a, a certain amount of meals then you can call your you know call the other person you're with a friend yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so it's much more i think it's much more lived experience and as we mm. talked we've talked before about the idea um, when i was banging on about um Henri bergson and and, and and so on but um the uh, that idea of having a kind of a very clear telos a very clear kind of end point this is this is you know the way things should be mm. um is 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 not is not really um i don't feel it's really true to human experience because although we you know we sometimes like to think there's a kind of an end point or a destiny or whatever for the most part we you know we work it out on the run hmm. i mean there may well be small projects in our lives various projects in our lives where we think okay here's here's my here's my plan here's my kind of here's my the running order hmm. uh, but you never know uh and you know a lot of the time it's kind of well i'll make it up you know i'll bump into somebody hmm. uh, and we'll see what happens and i think aristotle hmm. has more of that kind of thing so from his point of view theater can give us an insight into the various kind of you know the various changes in perspective on the way. There's no there's no clear trajectory which which has to be mirrored 100% in the ideal form. It's kind of like, okay, well, what about this variable? Mm. What happens if you have these two people meeting? What happens if you have these two people meeting in this situation? What's going to happen there? Does that help you reflect cathartically on your own experience? So much more, you know, I think it's much more more of a fluidity in in, in, in Aristotle. Mm. So yeah. <laughs>